Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and some friends. Ladies and gentlemen, we are short tonight, but we're not short on stories. We're not short on talent because the Wandering Dutch, Crispy Bomb, and Everborn Saga are here. And I'm trying to send out the smoke signal to get another panel member or two. Uh, right now, uh, Mag is on enjoying vacation. He's probably drunk again. So, Mag, if you're listening, uh, don't swim and, and drink. Uh, just drink. Sit, sit on the side and just bake in the sun. And Keosante had a family emergency, but thankfully... Uh, everyone is okay. Uh, it was a, a something small, a small hiccup with his son, but thank God. And of course, more importantly, everyone is okay. And he will be back next week. But we do have a guest here. And he's, I'm sorry, is he a guest or is he just like the the uncle that just comes and just sleeps on the couch whenever he wants? Crispy bomb. What's up, brother? Oh, you, what a description, <laughs> boom! What a description. Love it. Um, yeah, great to be here. We got we got some hot hot topics. Um, we do. And also, the L's just keep coming for those crazy fanboys. I'm sorry. <sighs> oh, man. You know, lots of L's. And it's funny because it was a report over the weekend that we're kind of going to dip our toe into that. Um, suspiciously enough, uh, digital <clears throat> purchases for uh, Vita and PlayStation 3 games were becoming extinct, expired even. Uh, and the date, 1969, uh, said that they have expired since then. Really interesting. It was a good year. It was a good, good year. year. It was a year before I was born, so at least I'm not older than the year that w- that's in question. Um, and it makes you wonder, uh, is this more of the behind-the-scenes stuff that Sony is doing to add to their streaming service, which is launching potentially in June, from what we understand? And, uh, you know, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's certainly worthy of a conversation. We're not going to spend too much time on it. I'm going to pull up the article from VGC and uh, we'll, you know, we'll read it in, in tandem and we'll get our opinions on it. But Wandering Dutch, brother, how are you? And welcome back. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I am very good. I'm very good. I had a very uh, nice weekend now uh, hiking. Across. Oh, yeah, I saw the pictures. Absolutely. That's gorgeous shots, dude. Yeah, several, several hills, um, <laughs> many miles. But no, it was, it was uh, nice, a nice break from uh, from staring at screens and working and things all yeah, the time. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah. Um, no, that's absolutely awesome. And of course, I've been working hard on getting the showcase ready for not this weekend, but next. Um, so that's almost, almost done now. I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, but looking forward to getting at these topics and uh, and speaking to you fine gents again. Yeah, you know, it, it, well, listen, it's great to have you back, brother. And of course, uh, last and no way least, the Everborn Saga, who is uh, is off camera tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you know what? That's for good reason. He, he has a, he has a, he has an Elden Ring beard like mine, and uh, he doesn't want to show everybody. No, how are you? Though? No, it's a it's a real shit show over here. I'm uh, <laughs> sending out the Kickstarter orders, and there are boxes everywhere. So listen, such such as life. You know, you have a, a property that's uh, that everyone is uh, excited to sell celebrate and support and uh you know what good that you have boxes everywhere that means that people are in fact supporting uh the everborn saga and we'll get uh you know we'll talk about that at the end of the show but ladies and gentlemen let, let let's let's go into the breaking news um epic games has announced that it has received two billion dollars worth of investment into its metaverse development half of which 
comes from Sony. And the PlayStation maker, which already has a minority uh, interest in Epic Games, has thrown $1 billion at the Unreal, Unreal Engine creators and the Fortnite developer to create new social entertainment, exploring the connections between digital and physical worlds. Now, this comes to us according for, to a press release from Sony. And this is what they had to say. As a creative entertainment company, we are thrilled to invest in Epic Games to deepen our relationship in the metaverse field, a space where creators can use, share, uh, use and share their time. Now, this comes to us from uh, the Sony Group President Chairman, CEO uh, Kenaricho Yoshida, in a press release. And he continues. He says this. We are also confident that Epic's ex expertise, including their powerful game <laughs> engine combined with Sony's technologies, will accelerate our various efforts, such as the development of new digital fan experiences in sports and our virtual production initiatives. Now, the question that is going to that has been asked by many people on the socials, as well as people in right on this panel is. Well, what exactly does this mean for PlayStation gamers? And, you know, originally we thought it meant a big fat nothing burger. But you know what? Sitting back on this, Kay Asante and I were talking today, and we came to the, the, the theory that this actually might be a much bigger deal for fans of Fortnite. And I say that if you play Fortnite on PlayStation, because as we know, and like I said in the opening, they are launching their new streaming service in June. And right now, for me at least, it doesn't seem like it's worth anything. I would not invest in it outside of cloud saves because, well, you can't save your games for free. So that somehow or another, if I don't want to lose all of my progress and my system gets bricked, I would have to still continue to pay for PlayStation Plus in some way or another. And uh, I'm paid up until 2024. Hopefully, I can still get these cards for 33 bucks because that's the only... I mean, there's some of the games that they put in there, they are decent. But I only do it for the cloud saves because they don't let, allow you to offload your saves from your PlayStation 5 to, let's say, I don't know, a memory stick. Or, like in the, uh, Microsoft's uh, way of just... Well, you know, you, you have a game on Xbox, your stuff is saved to the cloud. And even if you come back three years later, it's there waiting for you. So it's one of the, the, the egregious things that Sony does that I am not a fan of. But speaking of Fortnite, folks, uh, this now, again, this is just my opinion. I'm going to get the opinions of the chat as well as the panel. There is a possibility that Sony could, in fact, offer the Battle Pass for free if you are a PlayStation Plus X, you know, top-tier subscriber. Now, I don't know if Epic would want to pass on those millions of dollars worth of microtransactions via the pass, which I believe comes once every three months, so there's four passes per year. But it's certainly with a $1 billion uh, investment from SIE or Sony, it would make sense that that might be on the back end of the deal. And it could bring more players to, obviously, PlayStation and keep them there. Now, uh, you know, I want to go to first to, uh, to, um, to Everborn because Everborn, you kind of said something that was very interesting. 
And you made mention of one box being known as the Call of Duty box, which will not be Sony anymore. That's going to be play. That's going to be Microsoft. Once Wait till that Series S is on shelves with the yeah. with COD on it for and at two hundred fifty dollars, no less. Uh, yeah, there's there's a listen. You know, we're going to get into the schematics of how I think uh, you're going to see Sony potentially in third place this generation. I'm going to break down why I think that is and the Trojan horse known as the Xbox Series S, as well as the streaming stick that is apparently going to be announced at E3 this year. This is the rumor that we're hearing. If those, if that streaming stick and this box, known as the Series S, drops to 250 bucks, and somehow or another they close this deal, and COD is first party, and COD is in Game Pass day and date, I think Sony finds themselves painted in a corner but you know what, uh, Everborn? I want you to, uh, you know, to elaborate on your point. You said one box would be known as the Call of Duty box, i.e., the the play uh, the Microsoft's box. But also, if this does happen to go through the way we're discussing, could Sony's PlayStation and Four and PlayStation Five be known as the as the place that you get you can play Fortnite? Well, so you know. Again, this is all we're in speculation town, right? Um, down, I have a theory alley. Um, and I, you know, people ask, how does Sony compete with, you know, a nearly $70 billion purchase and the biggest uh, or one of the biggest uh, franchises going to their competitor and at least being in control by, you know, being in control their competitor controlling this IP, which means they would basically uh, get whatever Microsoft gives them uh, or whatever Microsoft is gracious enough to give them. A way that you compete is you find a way to ingratiate yourselves in the minds of the casuals with the other biggest name in gaming, which would be Fortnite. Yep. Now, again, we're not talking about hardcores here, right? We know that most of the money in the console space or in gaming in general, but let's call it the console space, that money's coming from Fortnite and COD. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so we know should this deal get closed, and we, we're pretty confident we think it'll get closed unless some shenanigans are going on, which is always a possibility. But, you know, 80-20, whatever, right? Um, but it, if it gets closed... The Xbox, whether the game's multi-plat or not, will be the console associated with COD, and that and 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 that's a big when, deal, dude. That when, is a big, big deal. When the proverbial Timmy's mom that's, <laughs> uh, goes into that Best Buy, I love it, or, Timmy's or, mom, or you know, um, you is her name store, Karen? That's what I wanted. It better not be. <laughs> Um, but, uh, when, when, when she goes into that store and she sees that, you know, 249 for now, maybe 199 later on box of the series S and it has, um, call of duty plastered all over it. She's going to get it. And that's going to be the box it's associated with. And that's where probably the early content will go. Right. Uh, there's nothing saying that Xbox isn't going to say, Hey, new, uh, maps, uh, new weapons, exclusive to xbox right that, that there's nothing to say that they won't do that so that being said how does sony compete they don't have the money to make a purchase like uh like activision they don't have the money to purchase ea so what they could do 
for pennies on the dollar is buy small stakes in a company like Epic, right? This doesn't mean anything. It's not like uh, now the coalition can no longer use um, Unreal for Gear 6, but it does mean Sony has a closer relationship. And with closer relationships, there are things you can do. So if you're saying uh, Fortnite Battle Passes maybe are included in your subscription service now, if you can print Fortnite on the box, Mm -hmm. right? These are the things that you could have in the mind of casuals, right? And and casuals see Fortnite on the box, Timmy's mom is buying it, I'm telling you. And she'll have a decision. What does my kid play more, COD or Fortnite? And there's a large number of people, and I don't think that Venn diagram is a circle. I think they, I think uh, Fortnite people are Fortnite people, and COD people are COD people. So it could be enough money to get for everybody, but this is how you compete when you don't have the same wallet. You make smart investments, and I think this is a smart investment for them. And it's 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 very short of buying Epic. But um, I, I I don't think this means anything for you as an Xbox player, me as an Xbox player. But I do think it's smart in terms of winning the hearts and minds of casuals. They have it today, but will they have it tomorrow? This is how you can uh, this is how you can fight against uh, Microsoft. Well, you know, a lot of people. Have been, yeah, you know, but you know, to your point, uh, a lot of people have been asking, uh, what, what is Sony going to do? Like, so, you know, the, the people are waiting for the haymaker. That's that's somewhat the size of a Bethesda, somewhat the size of an Activision Blizzard. I, I think that Sony's what they're doing is the right way. And you said something that was really important. Before I get to that point, I want to welcome in Web Dave, who has answered the call. The bat signal went up, and he just swung in like a superhero. Dave, we're going to get to you in a second, brother. Welcome, and uh, congratulations on some of the work that you've been putting out. Really good stuff. Uh, uh, great community, uh, uh, you know, in- interviews. So we'll, we'll get we'll get into that momentarily. But to, you know, to continue with Everborn's point, um, you know, I understand that Sony hasn't done. A Bethesda move as of yet. They they have not. Um, what they and and they certainly haven't done anything that's the size of Activision Blizzard. And Everborn's point about they just don't have the money to do that. That's in fact absolutely true. Um, what's interesting though is in the last eighteen months they have acquired seven studios, one of which is Bungie. Uh, and I think the Bungie one is pretty big. Uh, not as big as some people would have wanted it to be, especially on the Sony side, because their games were at least Destiny is going to remain multi-plat. I, I personally don't think that the IP that they're working on, which is a new IP, I... I, hey, I, I yes, sir. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but I think there's some confusion in the chat as to what I'm saying. Uh, this isn't about Sony buying Epic. This is about them making a strategic investment yes, yeah, so no, you, that you, they can you, have you, a closer I, I, I partnership. Yeah. yeah, you got it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, no, no. So it's not about them having the money to buy Epic. It's not about them taking away anything. I think if they can work out a deal, some sort of marketing deal for Fortnite to have their box associated with that. If it, if and they it, will do that. They right. absolutely will do that. And if, yeah. it, if it comes in the form of uh, exclusive perks or, like you said, Battle Pass in their PlayStation Plus service, I think it's a win for them. And I think that is in at least in the minds of the casuals, not the people here who are listening to this. We are the hardcore. But in the minds of the casuals, if they can convince them to associate 
um, Fortnite with their box, that's I'm just saying that's how you compete with uh, COD being associated with Xbox. That's all I'm saying. No, and, and that makes perfect sense. Uh, listen, before I bring in Crispy Bomb in the conversation, I got to catch up some super chats. Been quite a few of them. Uh, Drawn TJ hit, hits the first one of two dollars and says, "Hi everyone, well welcome, brother. Thanks for being here, and of course, thank you for the continued generosity." And now a good friend, Kirby Zero Louise, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "I can promise you." As a programmer, that the 1969 date is a dead giveaway. It's a Y2K type of bug. Ask your parents if you don't know what that is. Yeah, I know exactly what that is, of course, because I'm old. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's pretty interesting. And he's a he's a programmer, folks. He's a, uh, and a developer, so he he understands. He drops an additional ten dollar super chat and thank you for the generosity. He says so. It's not malice from Sony, but incompetence. But regardless, it could be it couldn't be worse timing. Most people will assume malice as the lack of programming knowledge. Some someone like I have. Yeah, I, I completely understand you. And, and that's exactly what I thought right away. I said, I wonder if this is their way of um, denying people, uh, the, you know, the 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 use of their games that they have purchased in the form of locking it out with, the, you know, expiring content, which that's pretty crazy that the content would expire. But I think what makes this conversation worse, which we'll get into a little bit later, if we're able to get to it, is the fact that Sony hasn't made a public statement or, you know, they're never public facing, which annoys me a little bit about Sony. You know, this happens and just dead silence. You know, no press release, you know, no ensuring the public that don't worry, your digital purchases are okay. You know, thumbs up from us. It was just an error. You don't get any of that, and I think that is uh, why a lot of people are, you know, a, a little, uh, you know, disturbed with it. Uh, Drawn TJ drops a couple of super chats. He drops the first, another one of five dollars. Says Sony can't afford a big publisher and definitely can't afford Epic Games. Yeah, no, we we, we definitely know that, brother. He drops an additional five dollars super chat and says the most Sony can spend on in, in this year is thirteen billion. I I don't know if they're even going to spend that much. I. I don't know. I mean, it's thirteen it's, billion is a good amount of money, and you could lock down a square or a oh, you can lock down square for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, square or maybe squares one, around that. Still, you you can yeah, definitely can. take a major player off the board because so, um, uh, if we're not talking about two K or EA, every other p- publisher that we all care about could be around five for that $13 billion. billion dollars. Yeah, so you mean you, Sega? Hey, Sorry. hey, that, hey! Um, careful, careful, sorry. Dave. <laughs> Uh, Don Otaku. Hey, Don, welcome back to the program, brother. He drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, this is one of the many investments that Sony has made into Epic, but the Series S and Fortnite have Rocket have uh, oh, Series S has Fortnite and Rocket League pre-installed last holiday. I don't think anything will change anytime soon. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's very true. And uh, Drawn TJ drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says it's a smart investment for Sony. Plus, why would they even want to buy them in a perfect world? If if anything, they would go for Capcom. Yeah, Capcom would be man, that would be huge. But Crispy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. I mean, the $1 billion investment, Sony continues to make these moves. And and, and you know what? I, I, I just want to um, quote Keasante because obviously he couldn't be here tonight. And he said when we were talking on the phone today, he goes, you know, $1 billion for Microsoft is a bit of a drop in the bucket, it, you know, you know, facetiously. But for Sony 
Not so much. So this is a big investment for Sony. There's no doubt about it. And there are there's got to be some back end conversations on what they could bring to uh, the PlayStation as exclusive. And I, and I think that's something with Fortnite is going to happen. Now, it's not the game itself because the game is the game, but certainly exclusive content or at least uh, PlayStation player first content. Uh, where do you fall on the one billion dollar investment, Crispy? Boom! Isn't it ironic that this comes out right after this this whole um, coalition tech demo? Isn't that isn't that kind you know, of ironic? It's, it, it's it's not ironic. I think it's very strategic. So, I mean, Sony knows still knows how to play hardball. I mean, come on, they, they they've done this for you know decades upon decades. You know, like you know, Sony Sony's been making things that you know go against competition far longer than really even you think about microsoft you know their, their hardware was like more important and they're kind of still stuck in that they still don't have that software uh mentality which software is really becoming king now there's they've always been a hardware company if you really look at it everybody remember the walkman everybody remember like do the betamax the Betamax. Think the Betamax, about that. The Betamax, the CD, their CD, their CD Walkman, the, the the tape deck Walkman. Forget about and it. And they've yeah. always been competing against competition. Toshiba, you know. Um, eventually, you know, down the road, like Samsung and Sony are considered competition because yeah. they make you know similar hardware. So it's one of those things where I go and say this is just a strategic move by them. Now, what is it for? That's really what we're getting at. I mean, let's be honest. Okay, what's the reasoning behind this? This is all speculation, people. So anybody trying to take this like we're telling you that this is happening, we really have no clue. The fact is, is that there's got to be a reason for Sony to drop a billion dollars. There has to be a reason. And I think the reason could be Fortnite. Maybe something with the VR. They were talking meta. You never know. Something VR exclusive from Epic. You know, so... It could also be that, you know, you brought up, somebody brought up, it might have been before the show, season pass. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it's, I, I, if it's I, right I, in the subscription service, that makes sense. It would sense. be perfect. Literally, that's the perfect drop for, uh, for I mean, again, we how, how many times have we talked about in the last couple of weeks that this service literally offers nothing? Now, even to the diehard Sony fans, this service... It does not offer anything to its fans, but you throw in a free battle pass every quarter because you're paying the $18 or the 120 or whatever it is for the year, dude, that changes the conversation a little bit. And that, and, and, and that makes me have to tip my cap to Sony because that's being extremely current thinking. What's hotter than Fortnite? Not many things. But if you add that battle pass as a perk, man, that changes the conversation, Crispy. It does. It changes it completely. And and it's really it's a smart move. You you can't you can't play ball with with the big dogs if you don't have the damn money. But you could you could you know throw a little slash out there with the fingernail or something you know what I mean like <laughs> hey hey I'm here and and you know this is where we're gonna get into other topics so I'm gonna leave it at this what they're doing is plain and simple what they can do and also being strategic about it 
if they're setting themselves up for a play of of trying to get a major like dude that battle pass that will get people to play on playstation 100 it really will and, yeah. and and i i'm not a Fortnite fan okay it's not my bag i do like that they got rid of you know there's there's a mode where you can not not have the building i might yeah. go and try it yeah uh, you know the no build mode yeah that's yeah, apparently yeah. it's very popular yeah and and that's them reinventing themselves once again so you got to give them credit dude like and it's such a simple thing really if you think about it you know what i mean so now you have that and you know they know the popularity and and there's metrics there's numbers out there okay microsoft knows the popularity i mean if you really want to be honest epic is not going to say no to two billion from microsoft to say you're putting it if game pass they're a game pass subscriber it, you get that same thing and and there's nothing i'm sure that says that epic can't go and do that you know what i mean so don't don't think that that couldn't happen as well but as of right now like I'm with you. It's got to be something, you know, even if it's in the VR space, maybe they're maybe Epis experimenting with stuff like that. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, indeed, you know, especially with Unreal 5, I mean, you know, they're probably trying to make this thing as as uh, moldable as possible. You know what I'm saying? So that could be another part of it. But I mean, it's definitely a smart move on their part. I mean, you can't deny it. No, no doubt about it. Real quick, uh, Joshua Goodson. First of all, Joshua, welcome to the program, brother. He says what a lot of people are thinking. A battle pass is not enough. Sorry, not sorry. And, you know, I added the not sorry. Uh, but he's right. Um, look, here's the thing. I don't think the $18 a month, which if you were, once this thing gets rolling, and all of the, the stat chasers out there uh, that know their business, like a Benji sales, you know, Benji really knows his stuff when it comes like to the stats, you know, we'll get something from Jeff Grubb offshore, of course, because Grubby knows his stuff as well. Uh, we'll get an update of how many are going for the $18 a month versus the $120 a year. Uh, and I, I have a strong suspicion it's probably going to be halved. Uh, I think you're going to get half the people that are going to do it monthly because some people just may not have 120 bucks to spend up front. They just, you know, this this world kind of sucks right now, and it's tough for a lot of us to put. You know, I I, I filled up. I, I got a Kia, folks, right? And I filled it up 64 dollars here in New York for one tank of gas, bro. Just yes. just short of 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 a, a Microsoft game. That's fucking bonkers. Tesla game. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, I, listen. <laughs> I just Mr. Boom and I are, are, are saving for something else. Tesla, not part of that conversation. I just had a long conversation with Boom the other day, trying to like uh, bring him over to the electric car cult. <laughs> so I, I like, I, but I like what you're putting down. But listen, hey, but listen, but to to your point though, yes. um, or to to your earlier point, forget about who's going to go eighteen dollars versus a hundred. 120 a year who's going to choose that tier because i haven't heard anyone that has said they're they're excited about it even the most like hardcore like excited about that tier we've i i've seen some spaces which i don't go on i've never been i've never been in a space folks it's i'm proud to say that space is just not my bag um i've seen some some things that people have said that I've that people have DM me. Hey, this person said this, and I'm like, well, you know, that's their opinion, but it's not one that I agree with. So, listen, I, I I don't know, Dutch, try and make sense of this. One billion dollars for any company is a lot, but for Sony, it's a lot more. 
And I don't mean I'm not saying it to be disrespectful. They're 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 a billion dollar company. They're just not, you know, they're just not a two and a half trillion dollar company like Microsoft. Now, I think this is a fine move. I think it's a fine move if what we talked about in the interim comes to fruition. If somehow or another that battle pass becomes a part of the conversation for their streaming service, I think it's a giant W for for, for Sony. A lot of people are going to disagree with you because it's now day and day. And listen, I don't play Fortnite, folks. I have no investment in it. Uh, it, it, You know, so to me, it doesn't matter. But I'm saying that for a service that as it stands right now does not offer its fan base much of anything, in my opinion, I honestly think that this would be big. Now, is Sony going to do it? Well, time is only going to tell. But Wandering Dutch, what are your thoughts on this, dude? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't, uh, I don't make much of a one billion investment. Um, at the end of the day, Microsoft has an ongoing um, partnership with with Epic. Have, yeah, they do. They sure do. Many years, um, uh, and their resources and investment in Epic and Unreal um, boils down to engineer levels. So they actually help <laughs> uh, with the, the more the technical aspect of of uh, aiding the development of the engine going forward. Um, so I think that is a more finite investment in their product and their engine than uh, a one billion investment would be. Um, of course, they've invested their own money in the engine themselves uh, in order to help Epic um, create this engine in the first place. Um, secondly, when they had the um, large legal battle in court with Apple, uh, who was it standing side by side with them? Uh, that would be Microsoft, sir. Yeah. He wasn't uh, Sony. So uh, if they really wanted to discuss the the intricacies of storefronts and have somebody fight side by side with them in a court case against a much larger conglomerate, i.e. Apple, (laughs) they're not going to... Sony's not coming to the raid. Sony's not assisting them. It's Microsoft that's coming to help them. Um, um, Why would that be? It's not just for financial reasons, of course. It's because it's got a much larger partnership and much larger working relationship together. Um, outside of monetal gains, um, a lot of people always look at the monetal gains of things and, and value that above expertise. Um, and the the thing you've got over on Microsoft is they've been creating uh, engines uh, for game development purposes um, well before Sony were even in the console space. Um, of course, we know that from Direct3D um, and onwards, and obviously DirectX. Uh, which is the uh, pretty much the <laughs> tantamount to the basis of where most games are are um, essentially running from these days. Uh, there is some form of DX, uh, whether it be DX11, DX12, or DX12 Ultimate now. Um, the vast majority uh, pretty much require it in order to run. Um, so, yeah, it's... As much as I would, I would say yes, they're probably going to get more little things that go along with this investment. It's it, that would probably be more as a thank you for for investing in us. Yeah, he has some more characters put into Fortnite. You're going to get a little bit more of a kickback from some some of these sales. Um, but if if that's what pleases them, then so be it. <laughs> it's but at the end of the day, there is no Sony bundle with Fortnite attached to it. Um, yeah, even right now, the uh, as yeah. fact, it, it's funny. Someone had made mention of it. The uh, the Series S bundle that I bought my nephew Tyler uh, came yeah. with Fortnite and Rocket League, Rocket League uh, yeah. in, in there with a bunch of DLC 
and it's things. Two games, two games the kids love. And again, as Everborn mentioned before, if you see like a like a parent that goes in there knows Fortnite because every parent knows Fortnite, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Parent goes into a store, says Fortnite. Have you got something with Fortnite? They're not just going to point out the thing. Yeah, yeah, we've got the series, the the new Xbox Series S with Fortnite and Rocket League and loads of coins, and you can play that like straight away. It's already pre-installed. You don't need anything else. Okay, brilliant. I'll pick that up. Or you're going to get right. Okay, well, I'll, I'll pick up the play. Is it a PlayStation Five? I'll get a PlayStation Five. And have you got that Fortnite as well? Our oh, Fortnite's free. Just needs to download it. Right. Okay, no, because that's not a product seller. <laughs> At the end of the day, like you see, you see something on a box, even though Fortnite is technically free. With that Fortnite bundle, you're, you're obviously getting coins to spend in store and get new skins and get all this stuff. So that's more of a selling point on on that front than anything else. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's, to me, the 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 one billion investment is more um. Sony just, uh, and from their point, it, it makes sense because it's them investing in an engine that they heavily rely on. Uh, as much as Xbox do have a lot of studios that are now using Unreal Engine 5, they have a lot more uh, engines under their wings than Sony have uh, the ability to use. Um, of course, they've they've got the, the Slips Base engine, They've obviously the coalition of masters on Unreal. Um, you've obviously got the EdTech engine from, <laughs> which is just insane by itself. Anyway, um, obviously they've still got a good working relationship with Cry CryTech for the Cry engine. Yeah, Forza Tech engine exactly, which is which is obscene anyway by itself. There's this literal um, abundance of engines, and then you've got the Creation Engine two. Of course, by yeah, by, yeah. Um, so, I do. They have all the stuff from uh, from id Tech. Id yeah. Tech is another one. They, they, have so, they have literally have so many engines. It's bonkers. <clears throat> They're about yeah. to have the COD engine. <laughs> so yeah, which is even that, crazy. Hey, but but here's the thing, Dutch. So yeah. my question on this is though, was which was always weird to me about Sony and Epic. Sony's biggest games do not use. Uh, Unreal. They're using Decima Engine. Yes. Uh, Sony Santa Monica uses their own engine for God of War. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what 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 is this really about? And I don't think they know. I'm going to quote Pactor here. <laughs> I see. I see. I don't think they know what the metaverse is. They're just using it no, as a buzzword exactly. to look like they're investing in the future. And that yeah. that that's not specific to Sony. That's everybody. And like I, the reason I'm quoting Pactor is because he pointed out when Microsoft announced the Activision deal, Satya was talking about the metaverse and Phil didn't mention it once because he knows it's bunk. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there, yeah. there, there is that. And um, Donald Taku, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I was going to read that one. That was next, brother. I, yeah, I, I yeah, really yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me read that for everyone yeah, to see. Cause, you know, it, it, it is it is a big deal. Hold on just a second. Um, let's see. Okay. Donald Taco drops, uh, not one, but two additional super chats. One to five dollars. He says this everborn. I finally read chapter one of the Redlands, and I can't wait for more. It has so much quality that it's hard to believe it's independent. 
Okay, so this Marvel camera for that one. Yes, Marvel. If you are listening, if if go and sign this man to a book deal, get that part of the uh, the Marvel Comics uh, label. That would be dope. Uh, And he drops an additional five dollars super chat. Thank you for the generosity there, Don. He says this. I was skeptical at first seeing as you're a Sonic fan, but I see having bad taste as an interview <laughs> with your sales as a comic artist slash writer. Just kidding. That was worth the five dollars, sir. Thank you. The for that. Sonic movie was great though. That we Sonic can... movie, I didn't see it, but I'm hearing some awesome things. I said it was better. And we had one from Bunty. Bunty dropped um, you know, he's been a channel member for years. Let me find you, let me find where it is, Bunty. Hold on just a second, brother. He says this, Bunty, um, sup, boom, and panel, enough respect. Keep up the good work, boom. Well, thank you, brother. Yeah, this is a loaded week for shows. Um, and uh, before we get, uh, let's bring, before I bring in Dave, I uh, just want to make mention and just funnel you folks over. Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom is our $300 giveaway. Mrs. Boom and I have secured 300 bucks of Super Chats that have come in, minus the 30% that, that those those uh, nice folks over at Google take before we, we, ch- we ch- get anything. And we're giving away a total of eight <clears throat> gift cards to your choice. Four $50 gift cards as well as four $25. It's our big Easter giveaway. And that is uh, so that show's going live 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Noof Nukem is going to be joining us uh, and talking about, well, whatever it is that will be, will be happening that particular day. But Dave, let's get your opinion on this. $1 billion from Sony invested into Epic Games. How do you find this to be? Is this a good move for Sony? Or maybe could they could have bought a couple of studios with that? Well, I, I agree with just about everything everybody's saying. That it, uh, I mean, the reason they put the money out there is because they're wanting to get something for it. And... um you know they, they they don't they're not a charity organization by any means, but uh, they are definitely working uh, with the um, uh, with with VR, and you know this could be something uh, that they're you know Unreal Engine five and VR. Maybe there's something that they're working with that. Um, you know, there's definitely something in the works. It's not a you know it, it'd be great if they did do you know it, it makes sense the Fortnite uh, you know kind of the throw in the, with the battle pass type thing on their uh you know on their service i'd love to see it i'll be honest with you. it, def- it, it definitely would be nice. give sony a talking point for sure definitely definitely but it's um you know there's 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 something we we don't know you know and this isn't it's it's enough money to get them going i mean and they mentioned you know this this kind of passion project that they're working on you know so maybe it's going to be beneficial to sony in the long run you know to support this because Whatever they're supporting, it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna have either a stake in it or they're gonna get uh, the benefits of it. So it's gonna be worth it for them to put that kind of investment in it. It's that's got to be the only reason Sony's gonna be doing something like that is that they're getting something for it. Like I said, they're definitely not a charity type company, which is I mean, it's no no company really is, but I mean, there's definitely a difference between some of the ways that Sony looks at things compared to some of the other companies out there. So no, so I mean, what listen, Dave is you, saying is uh, Sony hasn't buy, been buying Epic drinks all night for no reason. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't know. To quote the great Denzel Washington, they're leaving there with something. 
Exactly. So, exactly. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. And who, and who doesn't love uh, Denzel Washington? <laughs> uh, listen, real quick. Uh, Zatanna Bathory, a Bathory drops an outstanding two dollars super chat. She says this: "Slap that like button." Well, thank you so much for the generosity. And of course, I always forget. I, I always get scolded by Randall Thor. He tells me, "Boom." How many times do I got to tell you, tell people to hit the like button? Because sometimes they just don't and they forget. They're not doing it to be mean. Yep. And I always forget. I just take for granted that you enjoy the content. And, of course, you're going to hit the like button. And, well, that's my failure as a, as a host. But you know what? It is what it is. Listen, what a great way to open up the show, ladies and gentlemen. And we got to get into a topic. Now, this is, this is, this is a roles reverse. We're going to be talking Xbox here. And I pulled a story from the fine folks over at the Video Games Chronicle, short for VGC.com. And they ran a poll. Uh, well, they, they, they ran a story with uh, a, um, a poll that was taken regarding um, PlayStation gamers and Nintendo gamers. What would get them to come over to Xbox, but more importantly, support xbox game pass and apparently now folks let let me be completely clear here it's only 2400 people that were polled 1200 u.s adults as well as uh, u.s of course and then 1200 adults in the uk now this comes us to them this comes to us this research comes to us from you um.com and apparently this poll, this poll is what we're going to talk about. And we were talking about, uh, we're going to go to Crispy first on this. Crispy, you wanted to just gnaw on this, uh, on this, on this, on this piece of meat because you and I are on the same opinion. Um, Call of Duty. Now, listen, oh, online Call of Duty, I'm just just, it's, it's just not for me, right? I, I don't play Call of Duty. This, this is meaningless to me. But I'm a, I'm a single-player Call of Duty guy. I always have been, and I've always talked about it. I quite enjoy it. Crispy, we are in the same mind that when this deal is done and Game Pass is loaded with Call of Duty games, more importantly, every new Call of Duty game that is released is dropped into Xbox Game Pass day and date. We have a strong suspicion that we're going to see a roles reversal uh, from last gen to this gen where there's a good shot. Sony gets painted and locked into third place. And I say that because Sony is never going to beat Nintendo. They're just not. I'm sorry. Nintendo is they're, they're They're the kings of MPDs for what seems like 40 or 50 months already. The switch just keeps winning. And, it's old hardware. Wait for the Switch 2. It's going to be pandemonium. But why I'm saying this and why I believe this is because as big as the Battle Pass going into their streaming service launching in June could potentially be for Sony, Call of Duty being an Xbox first party is going to be massive. And, folks... Just take this with a grain of salt. This is one man's opinion. I could be a thousand percent wrong. We know that Sony right now is in a bit of a pickle. They can't get the PlayStation 5s to their customers, and that goes for both versions, the $400 version and the $500 version, both digital and physical. 
Whereas somehow or another, according to some reports, Microsoft has paid extra to get these chips done. And the Series S, which is $279.99 right now in Target, at GameStop, probably at Walmart, even maybe a few dollars cheaper at Walmart, that's $279 versus a $400 digital. So digital versus digital, it's $130 less for the uh, Series S. And right now, I have a strong suspicion that they're going to turn it up come the holiday, and that Series S is going to drop down to $250. And and again, this is just speculation, crispy. When Call of Duty becomes first party, because this deal is going to get done, I don't care by hook or by crook, it's getting done, and it's probably getting done this year. How dominant... Could Microsoft and Xbox become, if they have a $250 box, but more importantly, Crispy, the $100 rumored streaming stick being announced at this year's E3 or Microsoft's event, how 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 devastating could this be to Sony? It could be absolutely devastating. You got to look at it this way, okay? And, and this is the way I'm looking at it at this point. Do you know why I got Game Pass originally? Wasn't because of all you know the people that were really touting it when it wasn't as good as it is now. It wasn't those people. It was the fact that you had Gears of War Five, Gears Five, yep, in Game Pass day and date, and I had that, and it would always pop up one a free month of Game Pass, free month of Game Pass. Finally, I clicked that damn button. <laughs> okay, you, you know. And funny is Noof eventually Noof Nukem, the Mister Mister Physical himself, eventually had to had to drop to the knee and bow the head to the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, so you know it's one of those things like you look at it from a a Call of Duty player. Like there are so many that it's like me for Gears, they're for Call of Duty. Okay, and that's the way I look at it. And they're absolutely like they would absolutely mop me up like uh you know they're the mop and i'm like a puddle that just absorbs immediately i'm just done i have i've just disappeared you know and uh that's the type of people and that's all they play like the majority of the games they play is that okay and you say i get that day and date for a single price no matter what one comes out from here until eternity and not just that i get all of these other games i mean is it it, it the day and date thing does matter Okay, I used 100% to hundred percent matters. It, it, I, it's so paid, important to the conversation that it almost makes Sony's uh, service absolutely irrelevant. And and you know you got to look at it this way, okay? Because people are like, oh, you're you're just you know, there's they got these new things where they're like, oh, you pay for the actual like DLC and you get early access. We've been doing that forever. Anybody remember paying to play a beta? Hello, people. Okay, yeah. we've been doing that forever, and probably literally instead of them calling a beta, it's early access now. Yeah, I mean, in realism, because I played beta right up until the game launched on like Gears titles on a bunch of other like multiplayer games. Okay, so it, it's one of those things like don't say that it's not the same, it literally is the same. And like, yeah, you're you're gonna pay a little more, but that's if you want to, it's a choice. Okay, but when the yep. game's actual release date is I didn't pay nothing. I just, I booted it up and you're going to have FOMO at times, but you know what? I mean, do you want to drop all that money or wait a day, day and a half, two days, maybe a week at the most, 
You know what I'm saying? That there's no, it's unnecessary. And, and that's where a COD player is going to be like, dude, like I still get this at the release date. This is when it's going to release on Sony. Um, I paid the $15 and I get that. And I don't seem to like, you know, have to worry about anything else. Cause I'll tell you right now, been on game pass for a long time. I got all my saves. Got I don't have problems like that. Like, yes, I'm sure there's a few and far between, but I, I see a lot of like, weird things happening on sony side you know especially in their networking and everything else it just it doesn't add up like there's there's too many mistakes going on you know it's too convenient as i like to call it but at the end of the day you know microsoft is just they're a better software company and i think this is where you're going to start seeing that it's going to be a relevant talking point when you know microsoft starts beating them uh two to one at times which is just crazy so this is where I go and say, here's your lifeline, you crazy fanboys. Just don't ever bring up sales again because there's no reason to. Yeah, that you does know, not, you, yeah, you're onto something. That does not make your your the game box, plastic box you love irrelevant. What makes it irrelevant is your thoughts that it's irrelevant. And that's a you problem, not mine. I mean, listen. You, 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 what, what you're putting down is is certainly uh, worthy of a conversation. And, and the day and date thing, you know. Again, I, do I think Sony's eventually going to bend the knee? Yes, hundred percent. I think they're they're going to have to. Um, is that something that they're going to do anytime soon? No, I just I I just don't see that happening in the first year. Uh, I, I I actually see what I what I see happening with Sony before day and date into their service is day and date to, to PC. Like hey, the boom. next God of War, I have a strong suspicion that that's launching on PC day and date. Now, it's not, is that launching this year? Well, you know, all signs say no, but you never know. What, do you want to say something uh, Everborn? Yeah, so I, I, I think, um, you know, Jim Ryan agrees with you that they're going to do day and date because he was super non-committal in, his, in the interview he did you know, oh, he left himself uh, right plenty of wiggle room. Yeah, he 100%. said, you know, this oh, yeah, is yeah. what we're doing today and it could change tomorrow, meaning they're just going to look at how, how bad they get sort of shellacked and, 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 and they want to make as much money as they can, which is their right and their duty, their fiduciary duty. So I'm not saying, oh, m- corporation makes money. Obviously, that's the goal, right? Everything is a cash grab. Everything you've ever loved is a cash grab. Accept it, right? That's yeah. not my point. My point is they are going to go day and date at the last possible minute. Now, the question is, will they, will they do it with enough time to actually gain traction? And I don't know what the answer is to that question. But they're, they're definitely going to do it because Jim Bryant, said, he even said it. This is what we're doing today. I can't speak for tomorrow. I mean, listen. Yeah, he, he, he's he. You know, they don't call also, him tap. They, they don't call him dancing Jim Ryan for nothing. Uh, right. He's light on his feet, but he um, is, indeed the, he is. Your other point about day and date uh, PC. I think that that's going to be a requirement before they go day and date in their service, because I do think um, Microsoft benefits a lot from the the Steam sales with the games that they're putting into um 100% game pass. Yeah. So I, and and they don't re- they don't their development pipeline is not really set up for that today. I think that's what Nixus was about, but they're all they're moving in that direction to where they can go day and date PC, get more sales there and now once they're 
benefiting from the Steam sales, they can now, um, you know, afford to put games in their service. Which they can afford it now, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely. Listen, let, let, let's, uh, you know, you know, being that you're you're on the mic, let's let's get your opinion on this. Look, Call of Duty Online, like I said, for me, is is not that big of a deal. I, I I'm not going to play it, but that's. You know, I, I'm 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 the minority in the conversation. I'll play it if it's in Game Pass, and I don't got to pay seventy dollars for it. Well, I mean that that's that's. I mean, I still wouldn't play. It. That's just me. I'll play the single player for sure. Multiplayer, yes, yes, yeah, that's I, what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, I, I could care less. But one of the things that you and I talked about, you 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 obviously you are the creator of the Everborn Saga, so you understand sure. what uh you know advertising is all about and how you're supposed to get your product from uh, conception to uh, print format and get it out there to the people or get it somewhere where people can see it. If Microsoft is able to slap anything that says Call of Duty on the Xbox Series S and this, this, this now again, I'm not, I'm not the only one saying this. We've heard this from Jeff Grubb. We've heard this from Jez Corden. A streaming stick is coming. That, it, 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 that's that's their, their other Trojan horse. When that d- does release... And they can slap Call of Duty on this box. It's a wrap. Sony's going to find themselves in in a bit of a pickle. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't. I don't. I think it's. I think it's a bunch of things, right? It it, it isn't even only COD, right? So by the time this deal is done, we're not talking about this. Maybe this holiday season, but that's still not enough time to do anything with the box art or anything like that, right? So let's call it next year. Right, maybe the year after, depending on when this deal is closed. Considering they're going to be uh, skipping a year for COD anyway, right? But by the time COD comes back in that single-player instance, and it's holiday season, and the box will maybe be under two forty-nine by that point, because we'll be three years into the generation. And you're considering the all-access, and you're considering the the GameStop sales pitch. Right, and you're considering the uh, you know the new report about chip priority. Right, when you put all those things together, you have a, a, a you have content that is um, tier one. Right, you have a product that is available on shelves, and you have it at a pro- at a mass market price. I don't know how you compete with that. I, agree. I don't know how anyone competes with that. Right, because and, and this this is the thing people don't understand. Like the Series S, and and we're I think we're gonna see this soon. The Series S, like the the Series X, is competing with the PlayStation. The Series S is competing with Nintendo. Right, yeah. we're we're talking about that casual market doesn't, and even though the the Series S looks great in terms of uh, visual fidelity in most cases, right, so. You know, like the people that are are casuals, they just want to get a next gen box, and it's right there on shelves, and it has the most popular game in the world. That's it, game over. I, like somebody in the chat, someone explain to me how you compete with that in a holiday shopping season. Because like, and and listen, you're if you're asking me, and I had to choose, I am choosing God of War. 10 times out of 10 versus COD. I'm choosing Spider-Man 2, 10 times out of 10 versus COD, right? But 
we are talking about, you know, mass public, casual buyer. What are they choosing holiday season? I don't think Sony's amazing, amazing, amazing exclusives can compete against what I just talked about. How? How, Sway? Somebody tell me. I, like, I don't know. So, and I, you know, as as amazing as God of War is, I don't think it can it, it competes with all of those market factors. Right? I mean, and, look, you know, God of God of War is going to be big. Uh, for uh, because obviously the 2018 was game of the year and it was a masterpiece. Uh, I, I know there's gonna be some people like, well, I didn't really like it. Boom, I like the other one. You know what? That's okay. I'm not gonna argue with you. I loved it. It should have been my game of the year, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey stole my life, just like Elden Ring has stolen it this year, and it just edged it out. And God of War was a masterpiece, and the next one I'm, I'm expecting is gonna be just as good. Hopefully, it doesn't really uh, doesn't release in the state that Horizon did. Uh, that was packed with bugs. Uh, I mean, obviously, I haven't gotten back to Horizon. I know they've patched it a few times, and when they and I'm eventually going to get to it this year because I'm a big fan of Aloy. But I, I, I yeah, I, I think you're onto something. I look the 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 issue at hand is Sony games are seventy bucks, right? Activision games right now on PlayStation here in New York seventy six forty three, folks. That's what that's what you got to pay to get a new game. But if you are a frugal gamer, uh, if you're a gamer on a budget and you want to get the most bunk, uh, bang for your buck and somehow the next Call of Duty is in your Game Pass and Game Pass still stays at $15, let's just say, because they're really going to put the screws to them. Um, I, I, you know, A lot of people are saying, oh, no, when they get to the Activision, they're going to raise it to $18 to match Sony's thing. I, I don't think that, in fact, is the case at all. I think that because they're going to get so many new subscribers, they won't need to. I think it stays at $15 bucks unless... You know, they do an ultimate package because, you know, obviously this year at some point Ubisoft Plus is coming. And is that going to be included? Is that if we have we have an understanding that's going to be a separate thing, but they could be a bundle. And if this if it's bundled, I'm just going to get the bundle because I'm going to get Ubisoft games day and date. Same way you do Xbox Game Pass. And that's only on Xbox. That's not for Sony. So that's another that's a, that's another big hit. Um, let's let's bring in Dutch, hey, hey, Dutch. Just before. And I, I'm sorry, Dutch, just one more thing. Yeah. I know we're talking a lot about COD, but we, we, we cannot forget what uh, World of Warcraft could potentially Oh, no, do. dude. Listen, this, but, you know, it's funny it, because I, when I was talking to Kayasante today, I was in the original belief that COD wasn't that big. Of, it, it was a big deal, but it was a much smaller deal than everything else when looking at the overall package, right? King is going to be monstrous for Xbox and, and Microsoft because, I, I like I said, I, I don't have any inside track to this. I, I think you're going to see Xbox for mobile. I think that's coming. It's oh, going yeah. to be $5 a month is what that's going to be. A lot of the Xbox IPs into sort of mobile games. Yeah, 100%. But, but, but again, and, and I brought this up over the weekend on GCP with, with Kea Asante. Do you know how many subscribers there are paid? First of all, do you know how much it costs for World of Warcraft a month? No. $15. Okay. Last I checked, and someone please fact check me, there are 25 million subs in in, in um, World of Warcraft. Wow. Which is conveniently the same number of subscribers to Game Pass, who is also priced at $10 to $15. Now... 
what happens if you say, hey, Warcraft fans or, or subscribers, you're now also a subscriber at Game Pass. What does that do to the numbers? Okay, just you convert it. 50, just right. it. <clears throat> so, so, and that's the thing. And those are all PC gamers. And we know Microsoft is serious about um, PC and they want to make well, PC that's why they also PC don't Game Pass subscriptions. What's that? They also don't mind converting subscriptions as we know they have done with both EA. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. They've done that. Yeah. And with Xbox Live Gold, as you know, that converts straight Ultimate or at least Game Pass. So they won't mind just saying, listen, if you have a subscription to, to uh, World you're going to be grandfathered into Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So, so Doom Reaper in the chat says that cuts their profit in half. I don't know what it, what that it does because Warcraft players yeah. are, are not like, what's the Venn diagram of Warcraft paid subscribers and Game Pass paid subscribers? I don't think it's a lot. Right. I mean, but it's I still think... microtransactions. And right. at the end of the day, the, 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 the sub isn't even what makes them money. The sub is the sub. And, and, and look, I'm, I'm no mathematician here, but if $15 for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate versus $15 for Warcraft and they move those, the, 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 those millions of people over, they're still getting their $15. Exactly. What they're doing for the World of Warcraft community is saying, hey, you get, your, you get WoW, but you also get 500 games day, and, and first party and, day and, and day. That can, that can fill out the gaps between WoW updates, right? And, and if it's also ultimate... Them- if it's also ultimate, then that means you're going to have cloud play as well, too. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, so now, you know, if let's say there's six months between updates for WoW, guess what? You've got 500 games to play in that six months, right? So you don't cancel your subscription while you're waiting on another uh, WoW update. I don't know if they're going to do this, but it seems like it makes sense. So you add that, that's 50 million subs roundabout. And then, if they do what we think we're going to do, which is convert uh, gold members to ultimate members or to Game Pass members, what does that do to the numbers then? And that's before you start talking about COD. So they are positioning themselves quietly uh, to potentially be become the market leader, and, and I and I think that the the question that must be asked and will be asked frequently uh, moving forward once this deal is done is exactly what Everborn asks. How do you compete with that? And the answer is, I, I don't, I, I put it to this way. Jim Ryan is up late at night worrying about this. I, I, I am, I am telling you for a fact that when he was uh, sitting down at his mansion, cause you know, he's got a big old mansion and he was sipping his tea and read this, and, and, and someone broke the news. Sir, sir, they did this, that, and the other thing. He spit the tea out. He spit it out all over, and so whoever was standing in front of him. And no one saw this coming, certainly not Jim Ryan. This caught him. Uh, again, it's it, it's one of many times this generation that Microsoft has literally caught uh, Sony with their pants down. And, and this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is monstrous. And... Originally, I didn't really put Call of Duty at the top of my thought process, and I sat on it when I was writing this this topic, and I saw the poll. And again, the poll's only 2,400 people. 
But I can guarantee you that if you, if, if, like, say, for instance, IGN, they're, they're a big conglomerate. You know, if I do a poll, no one's going to give a shit. That's the reality. If IGN does one, I'm sure you're going to get a couple of uh, 10, 15, 20,000 people to, to take that poll. And if it was a poll that said, hey, are you, are you coming to Xbox Game Pass if Call of Duty is in there day and date? I have a strong suspicion your percentile is going to be high. But Dutch, uh, I, I don't even know how you're going to tackle this. This is, this is again, for me, I, I know Call of Duty is big. It's super important. Uh, and I think it's one of the mainstays outside of Blizzard potentially becoming great again because that's the PC market that that Microsoft wants to be a part of the conversation. King being the important conversation in mobile, but also in the gaming space, even though I don't feel it's the biggest IP, Call of Duty is the biggest IP. And when that's first party, Sony is in trouble. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's even greater emphasised um, after the back of this year with both, uh, let's say Vanguard wasn't well-received, but even Vanguard doing poor numbers still outplays a lot of its competitors. Um, when you look at the way that Battlefield was received this year specifically and the fact that they've literally just ditched the game, um, <laughs> when we're talking about the way that they're treating their community and the game itself, um, even the developers and everybody else, um, by the looks of things, um, when the community are giving feedback, they're not even bothering to respond or even giving them a timeline of when things are going to be fixed. Or um, And essentially, there's not going to be any additional content added to that game. They've just ditched Battlefield 2042 and moved yeah, on. Yeah, I think now, they said they had under a thousand. I, I just saw the report. Literally, it came into my feed from VGC that there was less than a thousand people playing Battlefield 2042. Which is ouch bad when you, when you look at those as well, and this is when we talk about why we're talking about Call of Duty because even a poor Call of Duty has tens of hundreds of thousands of people playing that yeah. game, even poor ones. Um, and the bad taste from Battlefield for a lot of Battlefield fans will push them towards the likes of Call of Duty, yep, um, for future franchises. So, oh, sorry, future titles in the franchise, um, and you can't underestimate the power of the casual gamer because the vast majority of the gaming market is casual. The vast majority of console sales is casual. The whole purpose of a gaming console is for the casual players, the living room players to play on their things. The absolute hardcore of hardcore gamers is on PC. And there's the reason yeah. for that is because it's a ball ache. It takes a lot of intricacy on what you're talking about in terms of to get the hardware right, to muck around with the settings daily, to ensure your drivers are updated all the time. Like hardcore players, actual hardcore gamers are mainly focused on PC. Yep. Um, yes, there's the occasional hardcore players on console. Of course, they still use it for things like Evo tournament, etc. Um, but the casual market is very much console. Um, the vast majority of third of sales is third party on console. It will always stay that way. As Everborn's mentioning, yes, Sony have some fantastic uh, first party uh, exclusives that you're not going to get anywhere else. Some amazing yep. experiences. However, no matter how many you think you're going to get on the likes of God of War or Horizon, it's not going to compete with the sheer volume of players that you're going to get 
in Call of Duty or Fortnite or any of those third-party games because they sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Even when they sell poor, they make fortunes. They're filled with microtransactions, season passes, expansions, maps, uh, weapons and skins and X, Y, and Z that are just going to continue to make them money hand over fist. Players keep coming back. There's additional content throughout the, its lifespan. So people are always within that game. Um, this is why you see Sony look towards um, games as a service games. Uh, Call of Duty is a games as a service game, um, much like a lot of others are, um, that retain players because they bring new content to it on a, a monthly, if not quarterly basis, whether that's new maps, whether it's new skins, whether it's new game modes, timed game modes, seasonal events, you name it. That's the type of stuff Sony wants to get into. Um, and COD going into Game Pass is most definitely going to draw a, a whole new host of, of casual players over to Game Pass as soon as they hear that. The problem you've got, and the only problem you've got, in a, a market where there are still physical game stores, um, is primarily they're not going to be trying to push Game Pass as much as they're going to be trying to push physical sales of discs because they still want to be trying to ship units. Um, they have all, in these game shops, of course, as you know, whether it be the small or the large, will be still trying to shift units they've purchased themselves in order to make the money that they've got. Or need Absolutely. So even though Game Pass will, nine times out of ten, be better value for the, for the money, for the consumer, are game shops always going to be focused on the consumer, or are they going to be focused on making money? And again, unfortunately, in a in a very financial based world, it's it's the business over consumer um, the nine percent of the ninety percent of the time. So they're always going to be pushing something that's going to make them more money. Um, they yes, they could push bundles, Game Pass with a console, etc. But are sales staff that that keen on doing that, or they're just wanting a quick sale to make sure they get the quotas in? Uh, it's definitely the first one. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. Real quick, uh, special Nick from the Xbox yeah. Eras in the chat. Nick, what's up, brother? Hopefully you are doing well. We definitely got to get you back on this program when you get some time. Real quick, a big shout out to Splendiferous. He says this in the chat: "It's called good business." Boom! Tell Sony. To buy some rat burgers. <laughs> so let me just let me just catch up some of the super chats that have come in. Splendiferous drops a two dollar super chat and says, "Boom! I think those nice people at Google love you." Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, I'm always going to be politically correct, and uh, yeah, they're fine folks over there. Uh, Viper, uh, we have Gamer by Choice. Hey, what's up, brother? Welcome back to the program. He drops uh, a two dollar super chat and says, "Boom! Never say never. Nintendo could be dumb again. Listen, they absolutely could, but it's highly unlikely." Um, Viper XT, who's been a member for eighteen months of Here Comes the Boom, he says Sony needs to wait for their games as a service uh, titles to be uh, to be ready before doing day one in the service. Their big games are. Uh, no, a, a one month sub and cancel type of games. Yeah, you know, you might be onto something. I mean, even if a game's 40 hours, you could probably put 40 hours into a week in one of their games and then be out. And if Scrub Nurse, who's been a member 
of Here Comes a Boom for two years, 32 months, folks. Thank you so much, Scrub Nurse. Definitely appreciate awesome. the incredible support. He says Call of Duty gamers will go where they can get the most uh, the bang for their buck and get the exclusive extras like maps, guns, etc. And that's one of the things the Game Pass perks will come into play in a big way for Call of Duty players because obviously it's going to be first party and Microsoft can pretty much do whatever they want. And Brett Bingham drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, yeah, boom, Xbox caught gym dance moves doing <laughs> the no pants dance. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to see that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we had over 350 people here. We've lost some because obviously Colt Eastwood is uh, doing his show at 8 o'clock. And a big shout out to Colt. Uh, for for uh, doing the the double crossover show last week, um, he is going to be a guest. I'm sitting down with Colt Eastwood one on one on the 21st of April on the neck on the new episode of X Vlog Live. Uh, this week we have Ains uh, joining me from Season Gaming, and then the week after that uh, we have Asa from Game On Daily. So we have a really stacked deck for the next three weeks. Of, of the Thursday one-hour show. Um, and uh, listen, if you're here, folks, so I, I'm just looking at the numbers, and I know that I don't really like to break balls. We have 81 likes. We have 350 people here. What is the deal? I, I, I don't understand it. It's one button. Trust me, I'm not Google. I'm not going to charge you 30%. Hit the like button for the love of Joe. I don't know which Joe, but it could be Mr. B- Mr. Bad Bit Joe. <laughs> For the love of one Joe, of many Joes, hit the like button. <laughs> all Joes. All Joes. How do you about G.I. Joe, my favorite toy of all time. It helps um, out him a lot. Yes. Uh, Web Dave, let's get your opinion on this. Um, I, like I said, you know, I'm not painting a doom and gloom pic- picture for Sony. Um, Sony is the market leader currently. Yep. Their first party games are magnificent. Um, I, I know that I've been a little hard on Horizon because of the bugs. Um but the game is gorgeous. The game story is amazing. The character models are second to none. And their first party games are the best in the business. Now, you people are going to disagree and say, no, boom, I'm a multiplayer guy. So their games mean nothing to me. And if that's the case, I hear you. But when you take a step back, Dave, and you look at this, look at this big picture, Microsoft seems to uh, court, have caught Sony flat-footed. And I say that because... Right, they have a cheaper console. The console right now is a hundred and twenty dollars cheaper than their digital version. The PS5 digital is four hundred bucks. The, the right now here in the states, maybe in the in, another, in someone else's country, it's three hundred bucks still. Here in the states, it's two seventy nine ninety nine. It's a hundred and twenty dollar difference. That's that. That's almost a year worth of Game Pass, and in Game Pass right now there are over five hundred games. Uh, and when you factor in the streaming stick that has been rumored to be coming, when you factor in the deal that was announced earlier this year in January, and of course the the headline Call of Duty is going to be Xbox first party. I, I've said it on the show already, and I'll say it again. Sony's in a bit of a pickle. What are your thoughts on on this on this situation for COD being day and date in Xbox Game Pass and potentially still for sale on Sony? Because obviously they said they're keeping Call of Duty multi uh, multi plat. I I personally don't care because I know where I'm playing it. 
Some yeah. people are going to stick stick with their PlayStations, but they're going to have to spend seventy bucks. Maybe you're right. Now there's there's a couple of points I want to make. Uh, one of them is that once it's owned by Microsoft, they could actually make a conscious decision to say, you know what, we're going to sell you COD for sixty dollars, because if they own the company, they could make that price point. And it, it, it would not be Sony's choice. And they could even say, look what we're doing for the Sony players. I mean, to far, as far as goodwill and be like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty awesome. They may not, but that's a, but that's something they could do. And um, everyone uh, made a point earlier, uh, and it was a good point, that um, that if the deal went through before you know, the, this year, that uh, they really wouldn't have any way of marketing it. But that's actually not true. I worked at GameStop as a manager for 12 years, and I can't tell you how many times, especially in the holidays, if this deal goes through in November or December, Microsoft is sending out to every store, retail store there is, a big, huge sticker to go on every box <laughs> and a insert card where managers have to go in and insert either three months of game pass or yep. whatever it is. And a big thing saying, Hey, come to game pass, play it here. And there's going to be a huge, I mean, a big sticker on every single box. I appreciate whether... the insight. I didn't know you worked for GameStop for, uh, for over a dozen years. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it's a, they would definitely do that. Even smaller retail outlets. And that would, of course, I mean, they could do it as late as mid December, as long as it's before Christmas, and they have them in stock or can get them in, they can slap that on anything. And with the with the stick, if that does come out, whether it's this year or next year, dude, that is going to be one of the biggest things to change as far as for Game Pass. Because there's gonna, there's a lot of people that you know can't afford a console, or it would be a lot easier on them financially if they could yep. get their kid a stick with a controller. And maybe a three well, month. I, I have a feeling, uh, Dave, that that's going to probably drop for about a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, which which seems about seems about right because a, a controller, an Xbox controller, is sixty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Even some places seventy, right? So let's yep. just say, for instance, I mean, the stick is 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 going to cost them five dollars to to make, <laughs> right? It's not going to cost them a lot of money. So they're actually potentially going to make a couple of bucks on each one. Of these of these devices, these hundred dollar and, and let's let, let, let's let's call let's call a spade a spade here, folks. Even if you have an Xbox right now, I am almost certain if you saw this for hundred bucks, you're going to buy one just just because you're curious. You know, yep. you can take it with you on vacation. There's your box right there. You don't got to carry your 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 console with you. This is this is uh, you know it, it's going to be a big deal. But uh, to your point, I didn't know that they would actually do that. And it makes makes me wonder if they really want to try and get this done before the holidays, because at any point, Microsoft could just say, yeah, Call of Duty is day and date in Xbox Game Pass. They don't yep. they don't need to do much than just flip a switch. That's right. That's right. And and, and something else that they could do on this this stick, because we haven't heard a lot about it. And yes, it's supposedly in development, but there's nothing saying that they aren't actually working with Roku or Fire yep. Stick. You know, maybe not Fire Stick, because <laughs> but 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 Roku for sure, where they could actually do some kind of brand tie-in, be the their their Roku gaming stick 
with Xbox Game Pass included for so many months and a controller bundled. And then they have that brand recognition. And then to the parents, it's like, well, this is a streaming stick that I can actually, you know, I can also watch, you know, Netflix on. I can do this. I can do that. You know, so there's there's definitely possibilities that with decided just being a stick that plays games. So, you know, and, and of course, we know that they are working with Samsung because even Samsung has mentioned it, that they are working with them. That's on been confirmed a, by uh, both companies. As a exactly, matter of fact, Dave. On, yeah. on, mm-hmm. a, on a downloadable app for their TVs. And if your TV is uh, capable of doing it, then it's something they could just, you could download for free, get a controller. If it's your TV is compatible and sync it to your TV instead of syncing it to your you know PC or whatever. And then <laughs> sitting in the living room, play in your games. So, I mean, it, anything is possible and they definitely, they're on the right track. And I guarantee you in meetings, this is the thing that they're working on the most is trying to get the deal done and trying to get COD to everybody to let everybody know that this is going to be the best deal. And it's Xbox. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, it, it, it's like I said, I, I think I look, we're all, we're only speculating here. So we, we don't know for sure. Um, but it looks like, uh, it, it looks like Microsoft may be the victor for a multitude of reasons. And it just it, they just seem to have played a smarter game this gen than Sony. And, and I know a lot of people that we have a lot of Sony fans in here. I, I'm one of them. You know, you, you we can argue all day long, right, that Sony does have the better first party games. And, and I would I would agree with that. Here's the problem with that, though. There comes a point where. Their games, they're, they're taking five years to come out. Okay, so this year, on paper, it was a banner year. You had Horizon, you know, again, it, it did pretty good in meta, right? You obviously have Gran Turismo. That was supposed to be the, the second coming for the revival, right? They had Sifu, which was a, is an excellent game. Unfortunately, no one's talking about it. And they had a few other, you know, exclusives, you know, uh, the Square Enix game uh, Forsaken is coming at the end of the year. You know, we don't know if that's going to be a, a hit or a miss. You know, it's Square Enix, so you don't know. But let, let's just say it is a hit, right? Um, and if God of War releases this year, I still don't think it does. What happens after this year? What What does Sony have? I mean, we know Spider-Man 2 is coming. That's going to be dope, but that's not coming out until I think they said holiday 2023, is it? Maybe next year? Um, and uh, Wolverine, which is going to be dope. That's a day and day. Uh, hopefully, they have like some sort of special edition with Wolverine claws because I'm definitely getting that. But we don't. Sony, they don't have a lot, uh, you know, in, in in development from what we understand. I mean, they they they're sure they're working on stuff, but we don't know as opposed to what we know what's coming from Microsoft. But look, at the end of the day, this is all speculation. It was great conversation, folks. We're not done yet because I'm going to bring into the conversation because we still got some time. We got over uh, 35 minutes left of this show, and we're going to give you a show. Wow, I'm looking at a story pulled from Eurogamer regarding Battlefield 2042, folks. It's not good. It is so bad. I'm going to give you some numbers that's going to devastate the conversation. Get ready. Here we go. According to Eurogamer. And the story comes to us from Victoria Kennedy, who reported on this today, uh, just a little while ago. Uh, Reset Error has revealed that only 979 players were shown playing Battlefield 2042. 
But here is where the kick to the balls comes in because 2018's Battlefield 5, folks, had nearly 18,000 concurrent players today. Okay? 24-hour peak for Battlefield 2042 was 2,411. Battlefield 5, which again came out in 2018, had 20,913. And that is bad news. Uh, You know what? I want to go to Dutch first on this because this is... Look, I know that... um, the series is eventually going to come back. And I know that the guy running, what, why is his name ringing up? The guy that, uh, that brought Vince us Titanfall. Who? Zampella. Thank you. Vince Zampella. My God, brain fart live on the air. Thank you for the save. We know Vince Zampella has been handed the reins. He is going to work his magic, right? But like any bad situation, it, it takes time to turn this ship around. Battle for 2042 was supposed to be the second coming, right? It turns out not only did it not have a single player campaign, but the multiplayer was a mess like many battlefields before. This was not supposed to happen. If people had said you should delay it, they said EA said, no, we're going to put it out there. We think we can fix it on the fly. And the results are in. Is this, is, is this franchise dead, Dutch? Uh, <clears throat> it's as close to, to it's as close to dead as it could be without officially being dead. Um, I think it's it's again this is the the issue you've got with greedy uh, greedy directors um, yep. that have absolutely no affiliation with the game development, um, getting involved with decision making on when games should release. Um, if a game is not ready, you don't release it. It's as simple as that because it's just going to hurt. At the end of the day, they 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 care about the share price. Um, they care about profits, and what they need to start realizing is if a game <laughs> isn't releasing in the state it should be releasing, then you can kiss goodbye to that share price and that profit, because mm-hmm. it means absolutely nothing if that game doesn't perform, and the game will not perform if it isn't a working game. Yeah, um, and that you can see that by the numbers, and um, I think the only thing that is going to save or save grace for Battlefield now is when that eventually. Um, and it'll be probably next month uh, drops into Game Pass. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. And the I, it, they should off. see a, 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 a large boost for sure. Yes, a large boost. The issue they've got, the main issue they've got from what I've gathered, and I didn't, I had Battlefield 24, uh, 2042 pre ordered. I played the beta just before it released, and it was an absolute mess. Um, decided to avoid picking it up, and I'm glad I did because it didn't really improve much after that. Um, now I'm, I'm again. I'm, I'll try a little bit more and see how they've progressed when it drops into Game Pass. But it's not a game I'll, I'll be picking up with my cash. That's for sure. Um, not for no seventy bucks. And and you, nope. I think, was it ninety bucks uh, in, yeah. in the UK? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's it wasn't worth the investment. The issue they've got again is that there was so much wrong with the game. So much basic stuff that went wrong with the game. And right now, one of the main issues is horrific spawns. Um, literally being able to just spawn a vehicle on the spawn points and, and kill people as they're spawning. Um, 
And it's an issue that's been there for a long time and they're not giving them any resolution dates or whether or not they're going to resolve it at all. Um, so the spawn system's all messed up in a game that really requires you to stay alive for longer than point naught of a millisecond. Um, the There was a lot of UI issues um, with the game itself. They didn't even have a leaderboard for a multiplayer game, for crying out loud. Like, why would you create a, a team-based multiplayer game and then not have an actual scoreboard? I didn't even know that, dude. I didn't even know that. Yeah, didn't even have a scoreboard. Like it, it, it took several updates to get something like that into the game. I'd like, why would you do that? It's a team-based game where scoreboards are required. Um, there was just so much wrong. The the weapon customization when you put that on as well. Um, it it was neither here nor there. It would work as soon as you die. You had to recustomize again. Um, when even if you changed over, sometimes the customizations wouldn't stick, and then you had to put the modifications back on again. So it was a good, in theory, concept of how you would put attachments onto your weapon. But in practice, you're not going to be running around the battlefield changing your scope every two seconds, or attaching and reattaching and, uh, silencers, or changing magazine sizes and putting different stocks on your gun in the middle of a battlefield. It's great in concept, but in in, in reality, um, you choose your, your weapon customizations, you go into a game, that's it, you're done, sorted. It's nice, straightforward, keep it simple. Like, like the old adage, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Don't go over the top, keep it nice and easy. Um, work on the things that need worked on, i.e. The, the net code, for instance, is one of the major things they need to fix. Um, the basics of a multiplayer game, which is your, your leaderboards and your spawn issues and things like that. And those are the things that they haven't fixed, didn't fix. Um, and now it's to the point where they, they've essentially said, yeah, we're not really going to be doing anything else to this game. It's not going to be getting expansions. We've already essentially taken the vast majority, if not 95% of the developers away from that game. And they're already working on the next battlefield. Uh, so they've already essentially canned 2042. Um, pretended it didn't happen and is now just moved on, um, which I think is an absolute shambles. I think they owe it primarily to the people who've purchased the game and spent uh, a lot of money on the on the Ultimate Edition or whatever it was for like 100 plus dollars or pounds, whatever it was over there, $120, 100, 100 pounds um, for the for the big version uh, and essentially just spat in their face uh, is is what you're looking at there. Yeah, you spent a lot of money and we don't care because we're yeah. not going to give you anything that you were promised. Um, so I don't blame I don't blame those people for walking away from it after spending that and, and feeling like they're getting ultra burned. Um, it's just a shambles. EA need to really take a step back, much like. And we have to use Star Wars as an example here. Yeah, good point. Because Ampella really, I mean, what him and his team did uh, with Star Wars to bring to bring I mean, that that is probably one of the best selling Star Wars games in decades. Yeah, and you, what you had to you had to look at there is is them saying, "Let us make a Star Wars game that doesn't revolve around microtransactions, mm -hmm. it's a story based single player game," and look how well it did. Phenomenal, and then you also had uh, Squadron, which was also an, an awesome game that wasn't relying on microtransactions and things. It was a story-based game around 
X, uh, X game was excellent, by the way. Yeah, yeah. X Wings and Tie Fighter, sorry. And it was just awesome. It was a good little story mode. It was a good game. Um, but that was two back to back games that proved to EA you don't need to to build these these multiplayer games that are filled with microtransactions like Battlefront and Battlefront Two. Of course, nearly almost Battlefront Two itself almost ruined. The, the franchise it was for a year because they got involved in it too much and created something that it shouldn't have been. They need to do exactly the same thing for Battlefield. They need to take a step back. The executives need to just disappear, let the developers do what they need to do and create a game that they're happy with putting out. The same happened with Cyberpunk. The developers said to the, the, the CEOs and the directors, it isn't ready. They pushed it. Look what happened. This is it's it, and it's and it's same old story. We're seeing it time and time again. Directors are getting too involved with the decision making process on yes. when to release a game that they're not involved in. Yep, hundred yes, percent. They might be controlling the money aspect of it, but at the same time, as I mentioned at the start, if that game doesn't perform, you can forget any money you thought you were going to make on that game. So what's the point in pushing it out early? Because you've already lost the money if you're going to do that anyway. So. Yeah, it's just it's a damn shame. You know what? Let's let's bring in Crispy Bomb, who is the multiplayer champion of us all. Uh obviously you are you play multiplayer games on a regular basis. How bad is this for Battlefield, dude? Under a thousand players on one of the supposedly biggest games of last year. And what's interesting is there are currently twenty times more players on a game. Crispy that released in 2018 in Battlefield 5. Oh, boom. You ever watch a game die? Yeah. Being a multiplayer gamer, you watch the game die. If you are a Battlefield fan, the game is dead. And unfortunately, EA has a track record now. I mean, Anthem. Uh, anybody remember that game? Yeah, not so that, that was terrible. That was pretty sad. You know, had the premise was amazing. I played the uh, Alpha or whatever but just the way like all the things that matter you know and that's that's even like you know dutch just described some of the issues they're they're things that you know you don't think of until there's a problem you know what i'm saying and it, then it's like oh we're gonna take forever to fix it it's sad i mean and my example is uh gears of war judgment that is an easy example for me. i watched gears die in front of my eyes Yep, and you're you know a diehard I mean? Gears fan, so and, and that is exactly what happened because back then, concurrent players weren't just part of it. You had to buy the game, had to do all that shit. And I'll tell you, there was there was thirty thousand after like a week of judgment, thirty thousand in Gears Three immediately. Yeah. Like, and then that's when I just switched back over. And I'm sure, I mean, like I went back into a game way before Game Pass, and there was like one person in every lobby, and you're talking you know, 20 people are supposed to be in there. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you know, there's there are certain game modes that they've taken from it, but other than that, the game was, you know, that's the reason why Epic sold them. So you look at this and you say, man, Battlefield, how are they going to, how are they going to reinvent this? Bring back bad company. Yes. Please. Yeah. Bring, and, and bring both yeah. back. Give us an, an incredible multiplayer, but bring us back to the single player 
that mattered. I don't know how many people missed on Bad Company one and two. Uh, I loved Battlefield Four. They were player. so yeah. Battlefield Four single player was excellent. There's no no yeah. doubt about it. But Bad Company is and, and listen, Zampella, he's a smart man, uh, and he is. I mean, I, listen, everything he touches is gold. I think he knows that the people are calling for uh, a, a, a. I don't want to say a reboot because I, I don't want them to reboot. Bad Company. I want Bad Company three, uh, yes. and I think that might you might be onto something, Crispy. Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to reinvent? You you still have the Battlefield name attached. I mean, you, you have Hardline. You ain't going that way. Oh, that didn't no. work out too well. So no. <laughs> you have one success that's a spinoff of Battlefield, and that is Bad Company. And and I hope because Vince, you know, hasn't even. I I believe by the end of this year, he's probably going to quietly be like at an even higher position. Than he is as of now, but I think you know if you bring a little story in there, go back to your roots. For the love of God, go yeah. back to your roots, and and use that spinoff that was successful for you, that really allowed you to create some some epic you know experiences and games with those two. That you could go and say we can go back to this, and this by itself, that name, bad company has enough, you know, gravitas for us yeah. to at least get a, it, it, it's get a probably, chance. Mo- you know most people hail that as one of their favorite. I mean, I'm looking at the chat right now, uh, and people are like, Bad Company, yeah, live supremacy. What's up, brother? Thank you so much for being here. He says, Bad Company games are my favorite in the Battlefield series, and he's not the only one. Yeah, and, and really, that's, if you want to look at Bad Company, that's when Battlefield was really felt like they're competing directly with Call of Duty. Like, if you really think about it, you know what I'm saying? I and have that's... to bring this up because this is warm to my heart. Uh, Frizzle, I'm throwing you up there. He says, take a break from Battlefield and bring us Titanfall 3 from your mouth, sir, to the gaming oh, gods yeah. here. I mean, because... I think that would be better. Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. EA's stubborn. You know what I mean? They, they won't... really are. Like, like Madden didn't release very well either online and everything, and the score is horrible. So... I mean, they, they're not hitting on all cylinders right now. They they had Jedi Fallen Order, and they've had a few games that at least did well. But it's it's not looking, you know, they're, they're selling. I mean, they're selling their FIFAs, their Maddens. But people are, I see a lot of disappointed people that are, you know, diehards. And then you look at this, less than a 1,000 people. How many people that said they were Battlefield diehard? Wait, I feel like there should be way more than than a thousand at least you know yeah just, just riding it out so that's how bad the game is for them and and that tells you something they gotta they gotta you know go back to the drawing board and you know like i said like you have an ip that people beloved with with just bad company you just put that there and then you know you really flush out a story with a good multiplayer even if it's like call of duty-esque you know not not with the that you know just go back to your roots of just being a first person shooter and really if there's you know certain modes with with certain things in it then you do that but they gotta they gotta pull it back like they they got so ambitious and then they try to rush it out and and this is the result you, you your game is dead it's done yeah 100 percent, no doubt about it everborn let's grab your opinion are you there sir Yes, I am. Just well, to get listen, you obviously understand what award winning is, and that is the Everborn Saga. But what's a failure is apparently Battle 24, Battlefield 2042, under a thousand players. Can Vince Sempella save the franchise from disaster? 
Well, boom, that depends. And I just want to get a clarifying number here. Is Are they saying under 1,000 Steam players or under 1,000 total players? Well, this is this comes to us from it says on Steam. This is on PC. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you know, I, the the reason I'm asking that, right, is um, you know we've seen some Steam numbers for Halo Infinite, right? That that weren't great. They weren't under a thousand, but they weren't great. And you know, a lot of the response to that was Steam isn't the only place people are playing because a lot of people are playing on PC, but they're playing, you know, um, from the Microsoft Store or they're playing it on console. So there's a lot more, you know, they could be playing on Xbox One, Series X, Series S. So there's a lot, there could be a lot of people playing. So that's why I asked that clarifying question. Now, that does not excuse Battlefield 2042. And I was checked out of Battlefield 22. When they 2042, when they said they were axing the single player mode, yep, the campaign, and still charging seventy dollars, yep. And I and 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 I just want to give a shout out to all of the people because they were so invested in the idea of seventy dollar games that they tried to defend that at the time. They were taking away things from you like the campaign, which it has traditionally had. And yep. raising the price. So that, to me, is where I say, listen, I understand software development is hard. Video game development is even harder, right? Uh, I get it. It's a difficult thing you're trying to do, especially with these multiplayer games and trying to keep people's interest in having an interesting gameplay loop and things like that. But you raised the price to $70 and you axed the campaign. There's no excuse. There's no sympathy. Yeah, you know, who's on, you know who's on board with you? Uh, Zatanna Bethany said she's glad she skipped it. And I'm right there with her. I actually canceled my pre-order because I had the big boy. I think it was the $100 edition. And I, I'm glad I missed out on that. Yeah, you dodged the bullet, right? Yep. And, and, and this is the thing. Like, obviously, we're sympathetic for the people that are working on it and worked hard. But whoever made that decision, they promised. They said, we're axing the campaign. There will be no campaign because we want to deliver a stellar experience for multiplayer. Did they do that? Nope. So they, so they were bold enough to ask for that extra $10, bold enough to get rid of the campaign, and this is where we are, right? So this is what I mean when, when, when this is what we mean when we say uh, corporate, corporate best interests all, aren't always the same as uh, consumer best interests, right? They did what was best for them, and now it's coming back to bite them. We don't always have to jump on their side because so many people jumped on the side of the price increase. So many people jumped on the side of they yep. don't need the campaign. The campaign was never their strong suit. Apparently, the multiplayer isn't their strong suit either. So, yeah. you know. I, and I and I'm sorry for the harsh words. I not usually try to be positive about these things or or at least introspective, but I I just I'm sorry. I like you charge seventy dollars for this. It's this is this is a service based game where you need players. Right. You didn't launch it in PlayStation Plus. You didn't launch it in 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 EA uh, Play. You didn't launch it in Game Pass. Right. You thought. You could get one over on us. Yep, they right? sure did. For, for the people that had love for the franchise. 
right? This is not something that, 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 that oh, I, we want to be understanding for. They took your money. They took everybody's money knowing that they weren't going to uh, deliver what they wanted to deliver. And now they don't even care about fixing it. Yeah, so no, they don't, they don't, they don't have my sympathy. They don't have my respect. They don't have my thoughts and prayers. I don't care about this game and I will probably never buy another battlefield. game. As my pop used to say, my heart pumps piss for you. So there you go. That's what and, was and, in the battlefield. And, 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 and that's really the thing. Like you made your bed now lay in it. Yeah, you couldn't be bothered with a campaign. You couldn't be bothered with, all, with with putting it in a service. You thought, "Hey, we're Battlefield. We're gonna charge top dollar for what?" And they're gonna pay it, right? Yeah, no, right. absolutely. They actually, you know, it's it's a great point because uh, you said something that's very interesting, and I want to bring this to Dave. Uh, Everborn made mention of an interview where they said they axed the uh, single-player campaign because they wanted to bring you and me and everyone else who would have bought the game if it was good uh, the best online battlefield they've ever played. And they failed. And they still took your 70 bucks. Uh, Dave, is this franchise officially DOA? Well, this particular version is for sure. But... um you know, battlefield. Yeah, but you see, yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, can can they expect people to trust them, even even with Vince leading the charge? I, you know, it's going to be hard to to gain their trust back for sure. Because I I remember that article when it came out too, and it was like, you know, okay, because they're going to focus on it. And I know you like, and a lot of people do enjoy the the single player campaign on these kind of things. They're great and usually have been, but then to ditch it and then just go multiplayer and then for the multiplayer to be absolute trash. <laughs> and it and it was just not good. I tried it and I was, man. So I, I don't know. I, I know they made some improvements, but I still don't think it's, it's where it needs to be. Is it in Game Pass? Is it going to be in Game Pass for free? I'd probably play it again then. Other than that, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it'd be worth it at all. Uh, one other thing, too, wanted to say that um, your Titanfall hopes and dreams—they are still alive. Boom! I have to make sure you know that because. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. no. Listen, the, I know that. I know the franchise isn't dead. It, it, Vince, it is. It is near and dear to his heart. I think they're just trying to figure it out. And unfortunately, what happens? It, it, listen, we know that they're doing great things with Star Wars. The next yep. Jedi Fallen Order is going to be great. Uh, unfortunately, them giving this to Vince, I, I, I have a feeling that this Titanfall 3, uh, uh, you know, with the success of Apex Legends and now the Battlefield franchise falling into his lap, I, man, I, I, I don't know when we see a, a Titanfall uh, well, 3. But boom, here's the thing, is that there was a list that was uh, hacked and released mm -hmm. uh, with a whole bunch of games on it. And people are like, this is crazy. None of this stuff is going to come out. You know, one of the big ones was like, uh, oh, um, let's see, Kingdom Hearts 4. Oh, that's yeah. a hype dream. Guess what just got announced? Kingdom yeah, Hearts it's 4. true. It's but true. on that same list is Titanfall 3. Do not give up hope. That was it. That, was that, that was that the NVIDIA leak? Yes, it was. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. And so far... Everything on that list. Now, there's a lot of stuff that still hasn't happened yet. But, I mean, there's there's been a lot of things that are trickling in that are, keep coming back. 
And we're like, you know, hey, it's funny, uh, Dave, uh, Nick, special Nick actually yes. did, made mention about that on Twitter the other day. Yep. That he, uh, he I think he said something to the effect um, that, well, I, I guess in the video leak, uh, most is, 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 is true because most of everything is starting to pop out now. So he might be onto something. And maybe you are onto something. I would love it. Uh, I just hope your dreams come true, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I it need another awesome. club's edition. I got both of them. I got the big Titan here, and I got the Titanfall, hel- Titanfall 2 helmet. Nice. And I actually, behind me, which is hanging on the chair, I actually won a Titanfall 2 track jacket from hmm. uh, from Respawn. Uh, they did something on Twitter that said, give us your best moment. And I, I, I put a, one of my best moments in there, and I won. I actually won, which is bonkers. It's one of my favorite... Uh, uh, things to wear because, of course, it's Titanfall and it's a it's an awesome looking track jacket. So yeah, oh yeah. So, <laughs> so real quick, Zatanna Bethany drops an additional five dollars super chat and says each game I've pre-ordered hasn't broken the internet with bad news in recent years. Starfield pre-order will make or break the future pre-orders um, for me. Yeah, I, I I don't think you're gonna go wrong with uh, t- a Starfield. I think Starfield is going to be a banger. Uh, but listen, folks. That's your show. Uh, we are closing in on the two-hour mark. We hit three topics. We were down a couple of people. Obviously, Dave jumped in. Chris Bond was already going to be a guest, so this wound up working out great. Everyone was able to give their opinions. We had over 350 people here. I definitely see that the likes are up. We're at 207. Come on, guys and gals. Hit the freaking like button for the love of Joe. Uh, and I don't care which Joe it is, but hit the <laughs> like button. Oh, and great. Yeah, come thank on, you. do it. Yeah, do it. Do it some more. Um, but listen, real quick, uh, again, I uh, just want to say a big thank you to all the Super Chats that continue to come in. It's because of these Super Chats and the channel memberships that allow for my wife and I to do these big giveaways. Because, like I said, uh, you know, I- I'm retired, so that's where, the- that's where these big giveaways come from. It comes from the people. And again, this Friday morning, our big Easter giveaway this year is 300 bucks to uh, four $50 gift cards and four $25 gift cards. And you just tell me where you want it and we get you the code and we drop it to you via email or DM. And we'll be picking those winners live on the air via a picker that I have that I just throw everyone's name in there and it just shoots out the winners. Um, but let's get into the outros and we'll get everyone out of here. And we'll start first with our two special guests, Crispy Bomb. Please, brother, tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media. But more importantly, where can people find you on other podcasts? Pleasure, gentlemen. Shout out to the chat that chilled with us. Uh, I know there's a big show going on over there, but thank you all <laughs> for being here. Uh, at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. we got Retro Renegades tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Next podcast, Thursday, 8 p.m. And, uh, not until next week I'll be back on Breakfast of Boom Friday. Yeah, 10 that's right. That's right. This this week he's not there. That's okay. That's right. We'll get we'll get him back the week after, as always. Uh Noof Nukem, who's in the chat right now. Uh and uh K Asante says, pause, boom. <laughs> indeed, pause, indeed. Uh yeah, Noof Nukem is gonna be joining us. I'm seeing if I can get one other guest to join us. Uh, on Friday morning, uh, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, to kind of just, you know, I don't know what topics, you know, I'm I'm, I'm working on the show literally as we speak. Uh, I mean, but- I'm off work. It's a bank holiday here, so I'll jump in. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We have Wandering Ducks joining us. I mean, I think it's only oh, yeah. going to be your eighth, pod, your eighth podcast of the week. Jesus, Christmas. <laughs> I don't know how you guys... Listen, listen. if you want to join, I'm not going to tell you no, but I think you can... Don't wear yourself out on both ends of the candle, but... Uh, uh, but listen, um, let's... Uh, Web Dave, brother, listen. Yo. 
you have been really churning out absolutely top quality interviews with many of the people, not only on this panel, but many yep. people in this chat, many people in this community. And you dropped a new one, which was absolutely fantastic. Why don't you talk Thank about you. that? And where could people check out these incredible one-on-one interviews? Well, it's outbreakpodcast.com is the is the link to our website, but it's Outbreak Podcast on YouTube. Um, and it, it was um Eric cuts for the win. It was this week. Uh, we couldn't even wait to Wednesday. I said, we got to drop this on Monday. And we did. We dropped it early. She's funny. She's she funny. is great. And yeah. man, she is so knowledgeable of from software stuff. I'm telling you, if there ever is an acquisition, you got to get her on because she knows her stuff. But, uh, but tell you, it, it's great. And then uh, this past week we had crispy bomb. Uh, I've had uh, the wandering Dutch on before, which is an amazing interview. And of course you, Mr. Boomstick. Mm. And the nice thing about it is you find out a lot about these wonderful creators that you just don't know about until you, until you actually watch my show. And uh, I, I know what we're going to get everborn saga on. He needs to reach there. out to me. I got to <laughs> get on there. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm ready for you, man. You just got to let me know and I'll get you on. Um, but like uh, next week's episode, we have, <laughs> we have a uh, dread pool. Um, and he decided he wanted to break the record for the two-hour episode. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. But uh, but it's interesting, and there's a lot of things about him you had no idea, let me tell you. And then the next week after that, the one and only Randall Thor. Ah, nice. The man with a million, yes. That's right. That's right. So we keep them coming, and please, please subscribe, check it out. And boom, I love being here, and thank you so much for uh, – for sending the, the call out tonight, man. I, anytime you ever need me, man, I'm here for you, man. You Definitely are the appreciate best. that, brother. Well, listen, you are you're, you're one of the newest entries and additions to Breakfast of Boom. We're happy to have you. And obviously, the point of you being there is not only to hang out and get your knowledgeable information, but it is to help push your brand. It's some. It's one of the the hallmarks of of, of this channel uh, that Mrs. Boomstick and I did when we did, when we were putting this together is. Listen, it's great that everyone knows Mr. Boomstick. That's fun. But everyone knows me. That's not the point. The point is to get to get you to know everyone that's on this panel and and get over there and support their content. And uh, again, I, I'm just happy that that's that's working. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we are doing what we meant to do. Uh, but Everborn Saga, please, brother, tell everyone about the Everborn Saga. Where could they go get this incredible uh, independent book and maybe... Write to Marvel to get them to publish it. What do you think about that? Um, that would be interesting. But listen, <laughs> uh, Everborn Saga everywhere, especially EvermornSaga.com. That is where you can get those amazing um, books. Um, but Everborn Saga on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Oculus. I will never call it meta. Um <laughs> As well as uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, everywhere. You go to your favorite social media place, uh, Everborn Saga, you will, and type in Everborn Saga, you will find me. But check out the Redlands. It is available now. And if you do not live in the States, all Everborn books are also available on Amazon. And they uh, ship worldwide. Yes. And they ship worldwide and they work with your prime free shipping. So, uh, but uh, you, you get a better quality of book if you order. Not better quality, but uh, you get books signed when you order them from the website. And they're about the nice. same price. So uh, check out EvermornSaga.com. Helps me out a lot. Um, and tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again. 
Yes, I love it. And last but no way least, Dutch, you're working on something big. And I'm proud to say that I'm a part of it once again. Thank you for the invite back. Tell everyone what has been keeping you up late at night for what seems like over a week now. Where can people check out your podcast, which is coming back this week once again? And what other shows that you're going to be on besides Breakfast at Boom? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like Pong Soul this week. I'm going to rattle off a lot of shows. <laughs> um yeah, so obviously um, the, the thing that I'm working on and have been working on for a couple of weeks now um, and obviously building up to for quite a while is the Indie Showcase, which is yep. on the 23rd of April, um, which is uh, now totaling um, uh, just over three hours, um, wow. a three-hour show. It is over 100 games with 12 creators from the community um, including Mr. Boomstick, Lord Cognito, Boxenberger, uh, Inns, uh, Porsche Power from Season Gaming, uh, to name just a few, of course, Pong Soul and Steel and Keir Sante. Um, such an awesome lineup of creators that are involved in, in bringing this awesome show to, to everybody as well. Um, and obviously celebrating indie games, showing brand new stuff off you haven't seen, um, showing brand new games off, doing some awesome indie giveaways throughout the show. Um, and obviously celebrating indie developers as a whole. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Um, aside from that, this week, of course, uh, the Midweek Mix-Up is back on Wednesday evenings, as always. Um, straight after that, I'm on Xbox North. Um, boom, you've been on Xbox North as well. Yeah, great now. bunch of guys over there. Yeah, um, good dudes. So, yes, I'll be on uh, Xbox North this week. Uh, on now I'm, now I'm trying to catch up on... Friday morning now, breakfast with Boom with yourself. Yes. Uh, on Friday evening on Xbox Ultimate with uh, Funs. Mav and, the, and Mav. the group and the gang. Yeah. On Sunday, um, just confirmed as well. Um, obviously, I've been messaging him today. Um, but Special Nick is joining uh, ourselves for the weekend edition of the Midweek Mix-Up. Nice, dude. That's awesome. We love Nick. Uh, and next week already lined up, got Insipid Ghost for next week's episode as well. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, we, yeah, Insipid's a good dude. Go check out that guy's stuff. He also he's, he actually used to be on the Xbox Factor podcast. You know, he's a teacher. And obviously, you know, during the pandemic, we had him on as a regular basis. He had to go back to work. But yeah, definitely check out those two, two great uh, content, uh, content creators for sure. But Dutch, you're going to have to sneak some sleep in <laughs> and potentially play some games as well. Uh, but listen, uh, folks, a big thank you for being here, supporting Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. The store, uh, the show has been written. The, the, the notes have been sent. Uh, Pong is uh, Pong Soul is not going to be able to join us tomorrow. Work uh, stepped in the way, um, and uh, we we have Steel Rain joining us tomorrow. But we also have the return of N64 Josh. That's right. He has joined the panel once again, and he will be there. He is our Halo guru, if you will. And that's right. He has returned. He used to be on the Thursday show. And when I dissolved the Thursday show, obviously... He kept doing his own thing, but he is now back, and we're happy to have N64 Josh join, joining the panel once again. And, of course, I'll close out tonight's show with something that is important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were young, and he said, son, treat others 
how you want to be treated. Also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. (laughs) 